Morant is a top five point guard in the NBA. You hear me? Or perhaps you prefer Ja hear me. Well, whether whether you or me believe he actually is a top five point guard in the NBA this year, and whether or not you choose to celebrate it by using his actual catchphrase or a variation of it, the thing is, and the only thing that matters is Ja Morant believes he's a top five point guard in the league, and he showed every reason why that, if it may not be true now, will be true soon enough in the NBA. And last night's big victory for the Grizzlies. Welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name's Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening that you are having a great start to your Thursday. And if you're a Grizzlies fan, it certainly should be a good start. The Grizzlies look the best that they have in nearly 10 days. And an offensive outburst last night that reminded us of how well they played in early April when they were making history and turn of offensive production, 139-135 victory that had so many needed elements of success for this Grizzlies team. We'll get into Jaw's comments on his TNT interview and the game against the Timberwolves in the first segment of the show. In the second segment, I'm going to talk about a Grizzlies player who is really stepping up and is wrapping up in a historical campaign. He's stepping up at a time when his production is needed, and he's continuing to show why he certainly is one of the best versions of what he does best in the histories of the Grizzlies franchise. And in the third segment, we'll dive into tonight's game against the Detroit Pistons, another game in which the Grizzlies, you know, should be favored to win, should win, and they can build off to last night's performance in the process. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC, the podcast wherever they're available, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, podcast app on your phone. I know that Apple Podcasts has been a, a bit troublesome as of late when it comes to finding the show, so just know there are plenty of other places to be able to enjoy the show anytime that you want. My name's Sean Coleman. It's glad to be with you once again. I've been covering the Grizzlies for nearly three years over at Grizzly Bear Blues. Have a lot of pieces out today over there. Have been doing podcasting for two years. Been here for a little over a year. Big reason why is because I enjoy sharing in the passion that is the NBA basketball and the Grizzlies with so many others that I get to interact with. Do want to remind you tonight, we're going to be actually be doing a Let's Talk Grizzlies show during the Grizzlies game against the Pistons on our show sponsor today, the Locker Room app. Changing the way we talk about sports. Excited about that. Plenty of things to talk about when it comes to this Grizzlies team. So let's get right into it. Last So on Tuesday... John Morant, in an interview with uh, TNT, uh, Shaq asked him directly, Ja, do you feel you're a top five point guard in the NBA? And Ja answered, yes, I certainly do believe I'm a top five point guard in the NBA. Now, for those that listen to the show, you know that I love numbers, you know that I love stats. It's a hard case to make for John Morant to be in the conversation as a top five point guard in the league right now. But that's not the big takeaway from this. The thing that matters in that conversation is that Ja himself believes that he's a top five point guard in the NBA. And even if he's not right now, and it's hard for him to be, he's 21 years old, we're we're on the back end of what's been called the golden age of point guards. We've got a new wave of point guards with several of those younger point guards having breakout seasons this year. And let's be honest, Jaw has, you know, overall... There's been parts of his game that are a work in progress, and he struggled. So if you want to say that he's not a top five point guard in the NBA this season, that's fair. That's fine. But it doesn't matter when it comes to Jaw himself. When it, come, when it comes to Jaw himself, it's what he thinks. And the fact that he thinks that he is a top five point guard in the NBA right now is one of the reasons why he's built different. You know, that's who he is. When you talk about what separates the great ones from the good ones, it's the unwavering confidence that the great ones have in their ability. And with Jaw specifically, it's the ability to know when he needs to amplify the game of his teammates 
or when he needs to step up and take over as being a complete score machine for this Grizzlies offense. And that's exactly what he did at different times last night in both areas. Overall, John Morant, 37 points, 10 assists. 8 of, 11, uh, 8 of 11 from the line. He only made one three, but he didn't need the sh- three-point shot tonight. 14 made field goals and eight free throws to go along with 10 assists. John Moran absolutely took over this game when he needed to in different ways, and every bit of it was needed with how well the Minnesota Timberwolves and especially Anthony, Edward, Anthony Edwards played last night. Anthony Edwards became only the third teenager to score 40 or more points, have five or more rebounds, and five or more threes in the same game. Just one of the, arguably the best game that Anthony Edwards has ever had. And it was amazing to see John Morant and Anthony Edwards, two absolutely wonderful talents, play some of their best games of the season. But thankfully, the Grizzlies were able to get a needed victory. And they were able to get that victory in a needed way. This offense obviously has struggled. We'll get into a major reason why beyond fatigue in the second segment of the show. But this Grizzlies offense certainly has struggled, especially when it comes to shooting the three, but also the fact that they have struggled even in the paint, being able to score. Well, tonight, they went back to what had brought them so much success in early April when they were creating off, or when they were creating history in terms of the franchise when it came to offensive production. 72 points in the paint. 21 points from the field, from the free throw line, 42 points from three. Just an amazing performance, and all of it was needed, but the Grizzlies were able to find balance by being aggressive and playing to their strengths. Being aggressive in the paint, getting to the basket, and then from that, finding shot opportunities on the outside and making them. And the thing about it is this, is that the usual suspects who support this great offense, they weren't there tonight. Grayson Allen went down with an abdominal strain early in the game. DeAnthony Melton himself has struggled a bit from three as of late. He was all right tonight, but certainly has it was not to the level that he has been. Both Dylan Brooks and Jonas Valanciunas were in foul trouble for much of the game, though Dylan get, did get 16 points. The stars tonight were jaw, obviously. Kyle Anderson, 7-9 for the field, 3-3 three three from 3, stepping up into a featured scoring role like he had much of the first half, but he's been more of a secondary supporting cast member in the second half of the season, really stepping up, though, in this game to offer the scoring support for Jaw. Desmond Bain, who we'll cover a bit in the second show, that's who I was referring to earlier, we'll cover him a bit in the second segment. He stepped up after scoring 22 points. To set a career high against the Knicks, he comes back tonight and does this, or last night and does the same thing. The same thing. Two straight games in a row, Desmond Bain has matched his jersey number, as Adam Tyke pointed out in the media sessions last night. Two straight games in which he scored 22 points and in both instances had four threes. Desmond Bain is showing that his game is expanding and it could not have come at a better time. But also Brandon Clark. Someone who has struggled all year with injuries and trying to regain the form that he showed during his rookie season, he set out the previous two games due to coaching decisions, something that we never thought was possible. You know, I talked with Mark King about it about 10 or so days ago, about the possibility of Brandon Clark being someone who had to sit out of the rotation. And Mark was right. Others have been right. It was Brandon Clark who did. Now, it was probably needed because it seems like Brandon Clark has been dealing with injuries for much of the season. But Brandon Clark comes right back and has a night that was basically automatic last year. 12 points, 10 rebounds in 23 minutes. So when we're talking about this Grizzlies depth, when we're talking about the benefit of it, on a night where the usual suspects when the Grizzlies offense is so balanced and so productive were not able to produce, you had others stepping up. 
And that was the big thing that stood out. But at the end of the night, at the end of the night, it goes back to John Morant. He believes that he clearly is a top five point guard in the NBA. I truly believe that he's going to get into that conversation and stay in that conversation much sooner than many others may think. But the big thing to take away from what he said on Tuesday and what he showed last night, again, he made a claim and backed it up with his game. The big thing that John Moran showed last night is that when he has to do it, when the Grizzlies must have him perform like a top five point guard in the game, he is showing more and more frequently that he can deliver. I believe this is now his seventh or eighth 30-point game. Of his 10 career 30-point games um, in his career, two have come before March. Since then, this is either their seventh or eighth time that John Moran has scored 30 or more points in a game since March. And majority of those games have been against very talented or better opponents or in games where the Grizzlies clearly needed every bit of his offensive production to get the win. And it could have not come at a better time when the Minnesota Timberwolves offense was on their game as well, and the Grizzlies coming off four losses in five days, John Morant shined, he stepped up, and he played like a superstar. You hear me? And we, we certainly do, Jaw, and we see you as well, and we thank you for stepping up and being the franchise cornerstone and the superstar that we all know that you are in a needed victory last night for the Grizzlies. But obviously, as I mentioned, it was not just Jaw alone. Desmond Bain has stepped up big over the past two games, and that is a huge development for the Grizzlies in a variety of ways. Coming up, I'm going to talk a bit more about Desmond Bain and how his productivity has really shined when the Grizzlies are playing at their best and why right now it certainly is needed, needed as others are struggling. We'll be right back with you here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. The sports fan, we always want to look for ways to make our sports fandom better, and I've got a great way for you to do that. It's the Locker Room app, a sports audio, a social audio, social media platform that allows for you to connect with other sports fans all around the world. Regardless of the athletes that you love, regardless of the teams that you cheer for and follow, regardless of what interest you may have in expanding your knowledge and fandom of sports, you can find it all through the Locker Room app. Say you're just a fan who just enjoys talking sports. This is the perfect place for you to go to be able to get a new perspective when it comes to your sports fandom. Say you're someone who, like myself over the past several months, wants to continue to expand their career as a content creator. Locker Room also allows for you to do that, interacting with other content creators for new ideas and fun opportunities to expand your ability to talk about sports in general and your knowledge of anything that you have when it may come to sports. You even potentially have the opportunity to talk with some of your favorite sports personalities and athletes. I've had the pleasure of talking with such personalities as Mark Stein, um, Nate Duncan, John Hollinger, and others over time to really get their insight on the Grizzlies. It creates a new opportunity that you may not have thought it would be there before, but it's now there at your fingertips via the Locker Room app. Go to the App Store, either through Android or through on the iOS system, whatever Apple device you use. Download the Locker Room app, create your profile, and get right into the action. Don't forget to join us tonight for Let's Talk Grizzlies. We'll be doing it live during the Grizzlies uh, Pistons game. Make sure to join us. We're looking forward to having you, and we're going to talk all things Grizzlies. But in general, whenever it comes to whatever you want to talk about in sports, check out the Locker Room app, changing the way we're talking about sports. As I had mentioned, May is going to be a lot of fun here at Locked on Grizzlies, besides just the fact that we're covering a team that many of us hope 
will have a good playoff run in May, but it's also a month in which I'm going to be enjoying the stretch run of the season by talking to some of my favorite Grizzlies follows when it comes to Twitter. And I'm really excited for tomorrow's episode in which we'll be talking with Matt Herdlicka. In my opinion, one of the most talented minds and writers when it comes to those team, those those folks that follow the Grizzlies. I've been a fan of Matt's for quite a while. He always provides great insight with writing with what he writes through his Patreon page as well as his take on Twitter. You've probably followed his work before via podcast, Grizzly Bear Blues, and things like that for many years. But Matt Hurd Lincoln will be joining us for tomorrow's episode of Locked on Grizzlies. And we'll obviously talk about a recent piece that he wrote about Jaw and obviously Jaw's latest comments, but another uh, player that I'm going to get Matt's take on is certainly Desmond Bain. Now, we've talked about Desmond Bain from several points throughout the year. It's no secret at all, Desmond Bain has been an absolute delight to bring into the fold for the Grizzlies. It starts off with the general, you know, with the obvious connection that I don't know in franchise history when it comes to the Grizzlies, if there's ever been a better skill set to fit a clear weakness than Desmond Bain obviously coming in and being an automatic shooter for this Grizzlies team. You know, I I and others said it, you know, within the first few weeks of the season. We felt that Desmond Bain truly was one of the five best shooters in the history of the Grizzlies franchise, and he's done nothing but back that up throughout his time this season. Now, I'm not saying that he's the best three-point shooter in the history of the Grizzlies or that he's one of the best, you know, overall talented three-point shooters in the league. He's mostly still a catch-and-shoot operator, but he is so consistently good at hitting the shot. The automatic sense that you get when he hits it, when he shoots, that is fine to deal with. You'll still take his ability to shoot the three over several other players who may be better off the dribble. But at the end of the day, Desmond Bain is a shooting talent unlike that many that we have seen. Perhaps Mike Miller and at times others have been on his level, but I would say that really the only shooter who I would feel more confident in his prime shooting a three for the Grizzlies would be Mike Miller instead of Bain shooting the three as a rookie. And the numbers back it up. Against the Knicks, when Desmond Bain hit his first three in that game, he hit his 103 as a rookie. He became the 64th rookie in NBA history to hit 100 or more threes in his rookie season. Of those 64 rookies, Desmond Bain is first in three-point field goal percentage. He is the most accurate shooter of any rookie who has hit 100 or more threes in his rookie season. That is some amazing is an amazing class to be a part of. Now there have been better three-point shooters. You know, Steph Curry, for instance, was a better three-point shooter. You can argue that O.J. Mayo, his rookie season with the Grizzlies, was a more productive three-point shooter, and that's fine. You may have a case, but in terms of the accuracy of that group of rookies that have hit 100 or more threes, not only is Desmond Bain have the best three-point field goal percentage, he has the best true shooting percentage, he's second in effective field goal percentage, and he is fourth in 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 field in, in overall field goal percentage, and we're talking about a guy who easily takes almost half his shots from three. That's how good of a shooter he is. But the thing about it is this: is that Desmond Bain's ability to shoot the three right now stands out as perhaps you know it stands out at the most critical time of the season that it has been. This may be the most important time of the season for Bain to be successful and at a new level, right? Two straight games. He set a career high in points 
by hit by scoring 22 points against the Knicks and hitting four threes. He comes right back and does it again tonight to support Jaws' great effort against Minnesota. It's so important, though, that Bain is doing this because in early April, when the Grizzlies were playing so well, a big reason why they were doing it because it was, because they were able to feature Grayson Allen, DeAnthony Melton, and Desmond Bain consistently 15 or 20 times a night. When DeAnthony Melton went down, they were still getting 15 shots a night for Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain, and Grayson and Desmond were hitting nearly 50% of them. Well, here recently... And it's no coincidence, it's, it, 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 you know, it, it's no mystery that Melton and Allen have both struggled here recently, and as a result, the Grizzlies' offense as a whole has. Since Grayson Allen hit seven threes against Milwaukee on April 17th, he is 7 of 34 from three. Since DeAnthony Melton in the very next game, on, on April 19th, hit six threes of his own, he's 8 for 31. It's no coincidence that the Grizzlies' offense has significantly regressed or declined, if you will, right when two of its three best shooters have also struggled from three. And Desmond Bain himself also struggled during that time as well. But while Melton and Allen may continue to struggle, seeing Bain step up in a needed time is a really big development. If the Grizzlies can consistently rely on him to get 15 to 20 points a night in multiple threes, that really opens up the offense for this Grizzlies team. He becomes another trusted chess piece for Taylor Jenkins to use either off the bench or in the starting lineup. And the thing about it is this, is that Desmond Bain also knows that with his improved shooting ability, as well as his overall offensive game, to get in the lane, to get to the rim, to find open jumpers in the mid-range, it opens up his overall game as well. Let's peek at this, for instance. In the first half of the season, on a per-36 number basis, Desmond Bain was averaging 15.1 points per 36 minutes. He was shooting 47% from the field, 44% from three, and overall he was averaging 4.5 rebounds per 36 minutes and 2.1 assists. Let's now go to how Desmond Bain has been performing in the second half of the season. You know, I mentioned it last week, Parker Fleming of Grizzly Bear Blues, he had shown a clip of Desmond Bain creating offense for fellow rookie Xavier Tillman and how Bain's overall ability to produce across the board certainly has stood out. Well, compared to his first half numbers, Desmond Bain is averaging 15.3 points on 47% shooting. So he's, he's right, his overall scoring output is right about the same. But he is shooting better from three, 45%, and making three three-pointers per 36 minutes. But the big thing is, is that his rebounds, he's at 5.6 rebounds per 36 minutes, as well as 3.2 assists, and averaging nearly a steal per 36 minutes as well. So Desmond Bain has not only kept his scoring and shooting excellence in place, but he's also backing that up now by adding more rebounds. I had mentioned a few weeks ago how Desmond has really stepped up and had really big you know, contributions when it comes to rebounds with Jonas and others being out of the equation due to injury. But his assist numbers have also stood up as well. Desmond Bain has significantly progressed in terms of being an overall offensive player from December till now. But at the end of the day, his calling card is shooting the three. And at the end of the day, he's doing it at a, at a level that we have rarely seen before overall in terms of Memphis, and that arguably has rarely been seen before in NBA history. I think it's going to be a harder argument to make sense with than not. 
to say that Desmond Bain is having a top 10 shooting season from three for a rookie in NBA history, but I certainly believe a case can be made. And that is a compliment to Desmond Bain. He's so wonderful to talk to when you get the chance. Seems like such a genuine down-to-earth guy who gets it. He gets the perspective of things There's a quiet confidence about him that he knows that when his number is called, he's going to do what he does best, and that is absolutely nail shots left and right to support the overalls Grizzlies offensive effort. So at a time when both Grayson Allen and DeAnthony Melton are fortunately starting to regress, maybe due to injuries, maybe due to the other reasons, Desmond Bain is stepping up. And if he can continue to do that, his shooting and overall offensive game will certainly be a big weapon off the bench for the Grizzlies to feature in their playoff stretch. So a hat tip to Desmond Bain. We'll obviously talk more about him once the season is over and probably look into just how special or historic his rookie season as a shooter has been. But for right now, the main value that Desmond Bain is adding is as a valuable scorer and shooter for a Grizzlies team that needs as much of it as possible. And he's finally starting to show the consistency we all had hoped would eventually come. It's now come at the most opportune time, and Desmond Bain is taking full advantage of it. But speaking of taking advantage of opportunities, that's something the Grizzlies need to do tonight after a big victory against the Minnesota Timberwolves last night where the offensive showed out. A big way to make success tonight would be for the Grizzlies to be able to find a way to both win the game offensively and defensively, especially against a team that's going to be without several of its key members. Coming up, we're going to talk more about the Grizzlies game against the Detroit Pistons tonight. It comes to the Grizzlies offense, something that I had mentioned a few times during the month of April that when they were playing so well, was that it may be smart to bet the over for the Grizzlies in every one of their games. Hopefully their offense is back to the level now, has it played against Minnesota, to be able to follow through with that again. But it's wagering and betting on sports in general is part of what makes your fandom special. I've got the one place that that should cover, and that's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. And you can check out all the action at Bet Online. Basketball obviously is in its stretch run. Hockey's in its stretch run. UFC, MMA, all the sports are covered. Get all the latest nudes and odds and infos for all your sporting needs, including MOB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pick, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and use the promo code Locked On to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. I'll tell you, it truly is exciting to see many sports stadiums and, and public places in general start to open back up now that it seems as if the world is kind of getting better when it comes to the pandemic. And so with many more things opening up, that may mean that you and your family might like to take a trip. Well, of course, obviously, if that involves driving, you want to make sure that your car is in good working order and no repairs are needed. But if parts are needed, I've got the great place that can get you covered, and that's rockauto.com. Within a few clicks of the button, it's going to be very easy for you to find what you need. And you're likely to find it due to the fact that regardless of make and model or regardless of the part, Rock Auto is likely to have it. Regardless of your experience level, repairing cars, whether you're someone like me who needs others to do it or you do it for a living, rockauto.com is a great source because it's economically feasible. This is a family-owned business that's been around for more than 20 years. They know when it comes to car parts, they typically fall out of budget, so they try to take care of you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts that you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you their way.
Today on the Locked On Today podcast are the Miami Heat headed for the play-in games. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, when a victory was needed and this team got back out on the road, the Grizzlies, you know, they were able to delve into that road warrior mentality, have an offensive game for the ages led by John Morant, and they were able to pull off a needed victory. Well, they don't have much time to rest on the laurels and celebrate because right now, because tonight they're getting into the second end of a back and back on the road against the Detroit Pistons. Now, in a lot of times when the Grizzlies have done this this season, we've seen them struggle when it comes to them being on the road for the second night of a back-to-back. The latest example was perhaps the most egregious one this past weekend when the Grizzlies um, fell to the Magic on the last second shot by Cole Anthony. But the thing about it is, is that for this Grizzlies team, they may not need to play at their best tonight to get a win based off who they're playing. However, the big thing for the Grizzlies to do tonight is to show good efficiency on both ends of the court so that they do not beat themselves. That's what hurt the Grizzlies against the Magic was that they turned the ball over too much and they fouled too often. Tonight would be a great night to build off last night, though the Grizzlies still had 14 turnovers. Tonight would be a great night for the Grizzlies to get a boost when it comes to their discipline. It's going to help that many members of the Detroit Pistons, including Jeremy Grant, Wayne Ellington, and others, are out of the equation right now due to different reasons. But the Detroit Pistons have a very solid core of young players. Sekou Diomba, Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Saban Lee, and others, so many young players on this uh, Pistons roster have stepped up in expanded roles. Now, they're not winning many games, but they're at least getting valuable experience. But for the Grizzlies, who need every opportunity to get a win as possible right now, this is a big opportunity for them to play their game and be able to win. What I mean by that is this. The Pistons allow the fewest three-point field goal attempts from their opponents in the NBA. A goal of their defense is to play slow, but also play methodical in preventing looks from three. But they're not that good when it comes to the ability to defend the paint, especially with Mason Plumlee being out tonight as well. So one area where the Grizzlies have got to feature their success is in the paint. That is where the Pistons are bottom in the league when it comes to allowing two-point shot attempts, and they're also near the bottom of the league when it comes to fouling and allowing free-throw attempts. That plays right into the Grizzlies' hands of being able to produce in the paint and get calls their way as they get to the rim. They did it last night against Minnesota, getting 93 combined points between the free-throw line and the paint. That's the type of production this Grizzlies team needs in the paint tomorrow night. And if they could do that... That will allow for them to once again open up the ability to shoot from three and hopefully Bain, maybe DeAnthony Melton, Grayson Allen left last night's game, so it's going to be kind of a game-time decision, I would imagine, before we know of his availability. But if Melton, Bain, Dylan, and others can feed off what's going on in the lane by being open for three, that will provide the Grizzlies with yet another game in which their offensive balance is shining. But the big thing is, besides, you know, focusing on the pain, is, as I mentioned, not beating themselves. The Pistons are 24th in the league when it comes to committing turnovers. It would be a great night for the Grizzlies to get a bit of their early season identity back for when they were leading the league in creating turnovers. And then from there, the Grizzlies being able to score off those turnovers while also not turning the ball over themselves. Those are the keys to tonight's game for the Grizzlies. A game in which the Grizzlies really need a win. If the Grizzlies can get this win and get back-to-back wins two straight nights on the road, that's going to be a big boost that should allow for them to forget 
about their recent struggles losing four out of five before their loss last night. The key for the Grizzlies is to simply play Grizzlies basketball, and they should be able to find a way to win against an inferior opponent like the Detroit Pistons, and the Grizzlies need to win in convincing fashion going forward. It gives their starters a bit more rest, and it gives the team overall something to build off of, surely, when it comes to the rest of the season. Want to remind you, you can find the show at Locked On Grizz, myself at Stats SAC, the podcast wherever it's available Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Do know Apple again is being a bit difficult when it comes to get, being able to listen to the show. Make sure to check out the other platforms as we're on all of them accessible for you to enjoy the show. And we hope that you certainly did. Matt Hurd Licka will be with us tomorrow to discuss all things Grizzlies. Really looking forward to talking with him. And don't forget, let's talk Grizzness tonight at 8. My name's Sean Coleman. It's always a pleasure to be with y'all. Don't forget, yell it to the heavens as loud as you can. Ja Morant is a top five point guard. And if anybody questions that, simply to show them the highlights from tomorrow night. And that should shut them up. Until next time, hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.